Talk Recorded live. I'd like to welcome everybody back to Scuba Obsessed. This is episode three. I'm Darren Jilson, and this is my co-host. I'm Jim Kleeman. Welcome. welcome. And uh, welcome everybody who's in the uh, chat room. Uh, we're going to get started this week. Uh, just kind of tease the news a little bit. We have just a few short stories. We have a uh, Hawaii scuba tour operator who has found a submerged plane. SSI incorporates dive computers in their open water scuba courses. Uh, we had a, a tragedy on uh, Frozen Lake in Canada. Kills a 20-year-old man. And we have mollusks uh, making a snack of some wrecks. So let's go ahead and uh, get started. So, Jim, how was your week this week? It was pretty good. Um kind of excited we're looking forward to the weekend and and getting a dive in um last weekend didn't get wet and uh you know a frustrating week at work uh, really lets you focus on uh, a weekend where you're going to get a chance to dive how about you uh not too bad i, I missed not diving this weekend I, I had withdrawals you know i was, you know, was going to get a can of compressed air and maybe breathe on that for a little bit but uh i'm uh, i'm ready but uh i think it was a good week i Enjoyed. We had our uh, club meeting this week. It was nice to get everybody back together and get some plans going. Right. Uh, it was good to hear what other people have done. We got some who are heading south into Florida territory to get some, um, hopefully, some diving in. I don't think you can go to Florida, be in the mud club, and not do at least a little bit of diving. Right. That's the plan. Um, we're going to try and get down there this spring uh, for a couple of days and, and dive some springs while we're down there. Um, nothing big, but uh, definitely make uh, make an excursion while we're down there. Yep. So, like I said, we didn't get any diving in this last weekend, but we're certainly planning on it coming up this Saturday. And uh, did did you happen to uh, catch the uh, photo that uh, Don threw up on the website? Boy, I sure did. Um, I saw the Model T, though, and I can't tell you guys where it's at. You can't? Oh, man. Yeah, I, 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 was, I, was, I was hoping that there would be like a little X engraved in the ice saying you know look here cut hole here dive here that would that would have been <clears throat> excellent it would be handy but then that might just take a little bit of the fun out of it but yeah definitely looking forward to it it sounds like we're going to have a good turnout you know we're going to have the we, we know at least three but I, i'm betting we have five or six uh crazy enough to come out and join us under the ice right well i know that there are there's uh a guaranteed three, and a couple more have volunteered for for shore support that that can't dive because of work obligations or things like that. Uh, so yeah, we're going to have quite a crowd down there. That'll be nice. Uh, some of them are just around the corner, so it's a it's a good location. Uh, I'm I'm definitely hoping that we have more than uh, the, the little bit of rope we had this last time. Uh, that was it was great it was great to get under, but all that did was just tease you and make make me want to go farther. Right. Right, um, but as we'll find out later in the in the news, that there is a reason for that rope, um, and uh, and baby steps are okay for me. Well, yeah, definitely baby steps. We're not going to take any chances. And and since you brought that up, let's go ahead and uh, start in the news. And you know, I don't normally like to talk about tragedy that happens in scuba diving. I don't think it's great in the sport. But then we also don't want to highlight that, uh, make people think that this is risk free. There's definitely a risk to diving, and uh, Let's just kind of go over the article. It's It's been all over the news. If you're doing any searches on scuba diving in the last uh, two or three days, it's, it's come up. And they've actually released the name now. And, uh, you know, our, our sympathy goes out to the 
family and friends as this man, and you know we we don't mean any any negative to him, but you know if if I came to a tragic end or underwater, I'd want people to discuss it and see what could be learned from it. But uh, and and I'm actually not even going to mention the name. If if you're that interested, you can go. We'll have links on the Scuba Obsessed website to where you can. Uh, click on the link and get to the full article but it was a 21 year old resident of a small town in British Columbia and he lost his life while scuba diving under a frozen lake uh, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police said they had to drill 67 holes in a 17 inch ice shelf to locate him before having to cut the ice to remove his body um, and part of the article goes in go ahead That that is it is uh, a little bit um it is not just a little bit sad. It's very tragic. Uh, a young guy, he's got his, his life ahead of him. Um, and it starts out, uh, if somebody's not a scuba diver, they might not understand some of the things that are in here and and may think that it's a little bit uh, more, you know, drilling 67 holes uh, sounds like an awful lot. But when you're trying to find something located under the ice, um, it may take quite a few. Uh, sounds like they had a heck of a time trying to find him there. Yeah, they, they did. The uh, uh, Two men had been scuba diving under the ice at Grave Lake when one of the men became separated from the other. The missing diver had been under the ice for approximately one hour by the time police and search and rescue arrived at the scene. So th- that was an amazing response. I mean, you know, while we're diving at Singer Lake, if I went under and somebody called to have, say, responding within an hour, I think would be pretty good. I mean, you, you're going to be able to have a, you know, a cop car show up or an ambulance, but to have anybody organized provide support, you know, the, and I, I have no idea the size of this town, and it says it's a fair, he's from a small town, so uh, we don't know where it happened. But there's a few things that, that uh, come to mind when I hear about it is that first thing is they got separated. Uh, you know, and that's one of the things is, is is your buddy diving, but even that should be irrelevant considering that they were ice diving. You know, as we learn in our ice dive, you know, you're on a rope. So I'm guessing by listening to this that they weren't on a rope. No, it doesn't sound like any any tether or uh, or line was involved there, and uh, you know, we don't know what they were planning, and I'm I'm certainly in no position to second guess or or. Uh, um, judge anybody's decisions from this far away, and, and I haven't paid the price that this young guy has paid. Uh, um, but uh, I'm hoping that this uh, this article is leaving out some some important pieces because I know a lot of people are going to be uh, making some snap judgments about what happened there. Yeah, but uh, it just it just reinforces that you you need to have you know proper techniques, proper training. Uh, you know, they could have started in open water and then work their way underneath the ice i mean they do say ice shelf so that could be what it is but what they had to do is they had to cut all these 67 holes they dropped a a fish camera uh to look around and at one point they found them and that's how they got them out uh and then they did uh first aid and transported into a hospital uh you know which which that is one thing to remember about cold water is that you know cold water you know if if you're going to have a miracle getting pulled out pulled out of the water it's it's usually going to happen in the cold water Right, right. We we often do hear about things where, you know, everything from from uh, people all the way down to pets have have survived an amazing amount of time uh, in in uh, 
near freezing water and uh, can be resuscitated. Um, and it, there's no way uh, that anybody should give up until uh, until it's officially called um, because you just don't know. Don't know. Yeah, yeah. We we just have no idea uh, what happened. So. The, the next news story is uh, they have mollusks that are munching on sh- some shipwrecks into oblivion. And this is from the deepseanews.com website. And uh, I just thought it was uh, you know, interesting, and it highlights just how fragile some of these, these wrecks are. You know, it, it makes me, I mean, not that I need any more reason to go and dive, and dive right now, but it just makes me want to get in the water all that much more, knowing that these wrecks are not going to be here forever. You know, we've got some excellent preserved wrecks here in the Great Lakes, and, and and you can go and dive on something that was from the 1700s and the 1800s, and they're still in remarkable condition considering their age, but they're not going to last forever. In fact, at our dive club meeting, they were talking about some wrecks that, you know, just two or three years ago, you know, were still standing, and they had collapsed and essentially are turning into rubble wrecks. Uh, just in a few few short years, and and it's going to depend on the depth and the wave action and and where they are as to what the conditions going to be. But uh, you know the, these wrecks aren't going to be here forever. And the, and the one in this article, uh, uh, it looked like it was a 17th century uh, Swedish warship. And, yeah. Uh, and the, yeah while ahead. they're talking about that, I'm sorry, Darren. While they're talking about that, you know, it's uh, the Baltic Sea. Um, our area, uh, the Great Lakes, are uh, are known for having some of the well, uh, most well-preserved wrecks in the world uh, because of the water and things like that. Um, but as some of these invasive species start coming in, um, in this case, it's shipworms, uh, uh, mollusks of some sort. It, ours the invasive species are going to accelerate some of these things too. So if we're going to get out there and see these things. Uh, we need to do it as soon as we possibly can. Yeah, you mentioned the species. We got the zebra mussels that are are coming and getting on wrecks that didn't used to have anything on them, and just that added weight. You know, they're not there eating the eating the wreck, but just their mass of them getting larger and sitting on the wreck is causing them to collapse. Okay, the next article we've got is we have SSIs incorporating dive computers into the open water scuba diving course training so uh, do you think this is a surprise move no absolutely not Um, I don't know that it's something that is the best way to go about it Um, but everybody computers are becoming so affordable now and uh, they're they're easy to use there's there's really not a whole lot to them the biggest thing is figuring out how to, the one I own, I own um, an Aris, uh, I think it's an XR2, um, and the biggest thing is finding out how to operate it to the to its fullest potential, um, but as far as learning to dive on that, I, I think in my open water and things like that, I had enough trying to concentrate on, on some of the, the fundamentals, my trim, my buoyancy, uh, things like that, um, and everything that I needed to do, I could do with a, a my SPG and, and my depth gauge and uh, and a watch. Uh, basically, what do you? How do you feel about it? I think it's destined to come. It, it was going to happen. And you know, and a lot of times you have in the back of your mind, 
know, there, there's that cry out there in scuba that, you know, they keep dumbing down the sport. You know, we, we listened to Don talking about all the training he went through, and we didn't even begin to touch half of that. Uh, I, I think that by putting a computer in, it's making the sport more accessible to a certain aspect because I, I think of anything in it, those dive tables were the were the hardest to comprehend, and you know, and I'm you know, I'm a computer guy, and I do a lot of math, and you know, I've done trig with the old, you know, books, which I know now in school they you know it's everything's done in the calculator. I mean, they don't go back right. and do the do the trig tables, and you know, and I had that type of background, and you know, it you had to work at it a little bit to get the dive table, but it was also mm-hmm. important. I thought it was a good way of falling back, and you have to realize what what gets in. You know, a certain to a certain aspect, do you think that by somebody just getting a computer and waiting till it beeps to go up, is that what they're going to train? You know, maybe it's better because you know I've had none of the computer training. I don't. I actually don't. I'm still not diving with a computer yet. You know, I'm still certain and uh, searching for uh, the perfect computer for me. I'm, I'm going to way overanalyze this, but I'll get what I want. But, <laughs> no. you know, is... Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think it is. I think, I, for me, the dive tables, having to go through them, um, it reinforced the fact that it is important in, in that it is... Uh, it, it's a critical point that uh, now with our recent dive history, you know, we don't have to worry about anything <laughs> close to reaching our, our limits, but um, it, it is important, and I'm not sure that you would pick that up by, by flying a computer. Um, you know, the full impact of, of how, how precise um, and how important it is that you monitor your depth and your time um, and what exactly is going on now again nobody exactly knows what's going on from what i can read um you know with uh, um, the nitrogen bubbles and stuff there's a whole lot of theories out there and there's a whole lot of uh, algorithms about calculating off gassing and things like that um but nobody knows for sure exactly what's going on and and i think it's a good thing to keep that in people's mind rather than allowing to put it to the back of their mind by just waiting for the computer to tell them what to do. Yeah. The the other thing that comes up is, you know, they have come down quite a bit in price. I think you can for, you know, oh, yeah. between 100 and 200 dollars, you can pick up a a good beginner's dive computer. You're probably going to want to upgrade it fairly soon, soon, you know, maybe after 20 or 30 dives and you start getting into something a little bit fancier. Uh so, you know, I guess it's really not a barrier to entry, and if it makes it easier for the starting members, you know, it, you know, it, it can be handy. Uh, I, I know when it comes to buying gear that I don't think it, it adds that much because, you know, if you don't have that, then you're, you maybe go with a more expensive H cluster. Uh, right. So, yeah. It, it so, is nice. I mean, the nicest thing about for me is to be able to go back and log and look and and see um where I was at but but as far as actually making me a better diver or a smarter diver I I would have to say that I'd be just just as well or maybe even a little bit better if I wouldn't have bought a computer as soon as I did yeah so but I I do see it you know like uh for this uh nitrox class that we need to take this year 
you know, I could see that easily as a requirement for that class. You know, is it, is it really necessary for us to learn another set of tables? You know, we figured out the tables once. You now give us the card we throw in the back of the dive book, but then you know, just <laughs> let the computer do the, the calculating. I'm really not looking forward to going back and, and redoing all that, that dive tables on the, for the Nitrox course. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit down with a, with a dive table and a bowl of popcorn and call that a good evening. By no stretch of the imagination, that's for sure. Well, we're obsessed, but maybe that's for another show, you know, scuba geeks or scuba nerds, you know, to sit there and be enjoying the dive tables. Crunch the numbers, yeah. Crunch the numbers. Uh, so uh, the next article is uh, Hawaii Scuba Tour op- Scuba. Easy for me to say. Scuba Tour Operator Finds Submerged Plane. And this is from... Oh, that's in uh, Wailuki. Wailuki. Isn't that what yeah, happens I, when we, we get out of the water and I pull my mask away? I got a bunch yeah. of Wailukis. Yeah, that's, it's either brain matter or Wailuki leaking out. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't afford to lose any more brain matter. Uh, a scuba tour operator believes that he found a submerged wreck of a World War II-era U.S. Navy dive bomber in the waters off Maui. Uh, Brad Varney of the B&B Scuba Maui said the aircraft appears to be nearly intact. Uh, Douglas SBD-5 Dauntless. The only detached part is the top tail rudder resting on the sand not far away. That would be an amazing find. Could you imagine stumbling across something like that? I can. I, that's what I'm hoping for. I, I, I just absolutely <laughs> love to find something like that, uh, just to be down there and come across it. You know, I, I think it would be kind of surprising, if definitely, to, to you know, especially if it's an area. You know, it, it kind of wonders, is it a spot where they've dove all the time and you know, you've just kind of missed it by a little bit? I mean, they've got some really clear water there, so I imagine they can see it for quite a distance. Uh, the article didn't say what the depth is, but I'm sure we'll get some. There'll be some more information coming out. Wow! Yeah, and it says in the article that it's coral encrusted wreck um, had the distinctive shape of the cockpit. Now that is that's neat in that uh, it, it appears to be totally covered. I'd like to see some pictures of that thing. Yeah, coral. I mean that. Yeah. So, but that's about 70 years it's been sitting there. So. Okay, so uh, that's what I had in the news, and I had another article, and I, you know, again, the, my tradition is I found it, and I didn't, it didn't make it here in the notes, but there was a, a, a wreck, uh, I believe it was in the Mediterranean that somebody found, but you know, I'll have to look that up for, for next week. Uh, we've got some upcoming, upcoming of uh, scuba events that we're going to be heading to. Uh, so if you're in the Midwest and you want to get some shows. We have February 19th through the 21st, Our World Underwater. Uh, it's the 40th annual Our, Our World Underwater show, and it's going to be at the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center in Rosemont, Illinois. And that's the biggest dive show, from what I understand, in the Midwest. And uh, I imagine we're, we're probably going to hit Saturday. What Saturday got to be the 20th? Yeah, I, that would work out best for me, that's for sure. And then a little bit later in the month, we have the Great Lakes Shipwreck Festival. Uh, that's going to be over in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And we'll have links to both of these shows on the uh, Scuba Obsessed website in the show notes. And then what we're going to do is we'll jump into 
a quick review of uh, some gear. I, I went looking this week, and you know we're we're a little bit out from DEMA, and I didn't see a lot of press releases. Uh, I've been talking to uh, a few equipment vendors, and we're going to try and get them on the show coming up here in the next several weeks. Uh, but I did run across this article on a submersible, and when I saw this, I was thinking, you know, uh, how Mac and, uh, he, how he's into the, some of these scuba vehicles. So let me pull it up here. This, this makes for great radio. We'll, we'll describe a website that we're seeing. <laughs> oh, and and that makes even greater radio when I bring up the wrong website. Right now, I, I uh, are you referring to the uh, the mask there? No, no, that that was last week. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a red herring. Here, it's a red herring. It's a throw the spies off. So that's right. Here we go. And I'm gonna paste oh, this into yeah. the chat room. Now, I, I I really think that Don needs to pick one of these up. So what we're, what we're talking about here, and this is on the, oh gosh, every, why does everything have a name that I can't pronounce? Is it Sinopho? S Y N F O dot com. I'm sure somebody. I'm sure you're closer than I'd be. Sinopho. Sinopho. I, I don't know. I, these, everybody on the internet now is, they try to make up words that doesn't mean anything. So, but again, we'll have links on the the show page, and you'll be able to get here. Uh, and and early in the year, and last year, they had that car that you just drove right in, and it was a submarine. But this actually looks a little bit more practical. I don't know if it's any more affordable, but it's a uh, scuba craft. It's a transformable submersible. And, uh, you know, written straight from a press release, it says scuba craft is the most advanced watercraft that transforms into streamlined submersible. And what this looks like is a yellow jet boat. You know, it looks like maybe it's a a two-hull, maybe a truck-hull. It's hard to tell. Uh, Right. And, uh, you know, it goes across the water just like a ski boat. Looks like it maybe might be a couple people. Uh, it says the scuba craft is powered on the surface by an advanced engine, 160 horsepower, uh, weighing in less at 400 kilograms, uh, and the resulting power-to-weight ratio delivers blistering acceleration. Well, you know, just about any boat like that I've been on has done pretty well. So, uh, but then underwater, it's got great. It's form. got it, it would be great. It's got thrusters on it. So, uh, you know, and they're, they're sitting on the deck, you know, just off the deck. It's a bifunctional machine suited to scuba divers, underwater explorers, and action heroes. So, you know, that's, how long before awesome. this is in? Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, that, that's that's what I consider myself, you know, an action hero. That, uh, other than the press release, have you happened to pull up the, the actual scubacraft.com website? No. And looked at the video. Oh no! Yeah, that's <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, we'll, that we'll, would we'll be throw fun. A... Yeah, it's at uh, www.scubacraft.com, and then uh, they've got a link right at the bottom of the page for the video, and uh, it, it's. Um, so how how many monthly payments do you think for for it to get it down to about seventy a month? Well, I don't know. Um, 
if my wife found out about it, I, you know, it really doesn't matter. I don't think. But uh, wow, this this is yeah. No, I, I got to get back to that other website because the uh, well, now I'm back to the mask. It, that red herring keeps popping up. Uh huh. Okay. Now this is where a little translation comes in. Uh, now, of course, with all these products, why does it seem like they all are not shipping yet but taking orders? Yeah, I the company is anticipating the first S3 uh, SC3 deliveries will take place at the end of 2010. So that's a long way out yet. Well, yeah, especially, I mean, how much they want for deposit. But, uh, you know, it's, it's only a paltry 99,950 pounds, which, you know, with the way everything's going, what that's got to be about $200,000. Yeah, I have no what, no idea what the exchange would be on that. But, boy, that yeah. does look like fun. Uh, now, I would definitely take a ride in one. Uh, you, you wonder, maybe, maybe some uh, tour operator could... Uh, and maybe that's a business for me. You, you get one of those and you take people out on tours. You know, a hundred bucks a ride. How many rides would that be? <laughs> I think I think you'd be you'd have replaced it long before you paid for it. But, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from the comment in the chat room, I I don't think uh, Mac is going to be buying one soon. So before we go ahead and call it night, do you have anything you want to talk about? Um. No, I, I I don't. I'm just looking forward to uh, uh, the weekend. I don't know what the ice uh, is conditions are going to be when we get uh, get out there. Um, have you heard uh, what the, the ice is like on the lake? I was going to stop by, but I had just passed it, and I know that uh, somebody was expecting me home. So if I had, you know, if I say scuba and late, I don't think that flies very well. But right. the uh, it, it, it the my car was saying it was 37 when I went by the dive site, so you know at least we're getting it cold at night. So I don't think we're losing any ice. Right. Uh, we had that ice depth chart that uh, was in the club newsletter, and according to that, the ice that we had when we dove was a little thin, uh, maybe by about an inch. Uh, I felt it was it, it was uh, it was nice strong ice. Uh, maybe just a partial part of the time. It depends on how it forms. But uh, you know, with four yeah. of us, and you know, the the four of us, and we weren't trying to stay apart from each other. That was easily a thousand pounds. I I didn't hear one snap. No, not at all. No no sagging or drooping or uh, anything like that either. So it was yeah. it, it was good to go for that day. Yeah, and, and I like it when I don't snag and droop, sag and droop. <laughs> so. Well, that's that's why a good form-fitting wetsuit is uh is mandatory. Yeah, definitely. You, you know, it helps, but I look at pictures of myself, and it didn't quite help enough. Uh, so if, if if you want to see what we're talking about, we do have links to the videos. You know, and, and I'm trying to figure out how are you so far ahead of the video count than me. I, I keep looking, and, you know, it, it must be, you know, that those Beefcake websites that you're posting those pictures on, uh, they link it back to the video, because I think you had like 120 views to my 40 well, I yeah, I, I promise a little something extra and uh, just never deliver it. So oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this weekend. You got you got the chainsaw sharpened and ready to go. Yeah, I think it's going to be good to go. I I did make a mistake though, and I did put it away uh, without getting the uh, 
uh, running the chain for about a minute. I should have dried it off really good, so I'm kind of afraid to open it up and take a look at it. That's uh, That steel is my baby when it comes to cutting firewood, uh, so if I've uh, hurt it in any way, I guess it'll have been for a good cause because uh, that was a blast cutting through that water, or through the ice, actually. <laughs> well, like I said in that post, you know, there's one way to make a hole in water. Wow. Yeah. I almost wonder if we should have we should have a log, you know, that you know, after you've uh you know, you cut the you cut the hole in the ice, uh, you know, just kind of cut a log in half, you know, just to kinda I don't know. <laughs> sharpen the teeth, yeah. To let it know what, what it's really supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I'm okay. I mean my I'd have no problem if I turned my chainsaw on to nothing but cut nice. And then we need to remember those ice buzz. We forgot them last time. Right. Right. I'll dig mine out of the garage. I know we. I brought home a couple after our uh, ecology dive, and we'll put those to good use. Definitely will. Definitely will. And and I don't feel so bad. Well, you know, if we if we drop one, we're just gonna we're just go back in and get it. Right. There's nothing that, you know, that it, won't be down there we can't get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good excuse. Oh, hey, honey, you know, I got I, my I dropped my ice bud. I have to go back. It was my favorite ice bud. Yeah. Maybe there's a few things we could drop down just to get to go back in again. Yeah. Now, I'm still, you know, Don and his wife, uh, you know, he was saying that she was on the other end of the line. I still don't know if that would work well for, for our wife. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid oh. that you know, while we're down, they might slide that that chunk of ice over and let, let's start to let it seal in. Right. I, I think, uh, I, I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're there yet, Darren. Yeah. Plus, I don't, I don't see my wife really being too excited about standing on the ice. <laughs> Hold on to the rope. Maybe if we said the rope is around our necks, then you know we might be able to to motivate some tugging. So you're right. But, so definitely looking forward to it. I've got that Inwood uh, Derby for my son beforehand. So hopefully, you know every, everything goes well with that, and I'll make it out there on time. You know it's going to be hard to to keep us away. So uh, we'll do a check uh, on on the ice tomorrow. I'll make sure that we run by that spot and. We'll post the ice conditions. Okay, uh, that would be appreciated. Yep. So just so, so everybody knows how to get a hold of us, you can go on to the scubaobsessed.com website. Uh, we have links to the show notes there. Uh, we're also on Twitter. We've got the uh, Scuba Obsessed Twitter account. That's always great for following. If you don't mind uh, me chatting about other things other than scuba, even though that's probably about half my tweets, you can follow me at Darren Jilson on Twitter. Uh, and we also have a uh, Scuba Obsessed Facebook fan page. So just go into Facebook, type in Scuba Obsessed, and, and it will come on up. And you know, it's always a great way to, to link with us. Again, we've got the forums. We're starting to get some activity in the forums. So stop by on scubaobsessed.com, play around the forums. So on that note, everybody have just, a good Yep. Just about wraps it up wraps it up. This is a short one for us, but uh, we will have a guest next week. Uh, you know, Follow us and find out who it is. Uh, as, as we get the technical details worked out, I'm not going to promise who it is until we, we make sure that they can connect, get on the show, and work on, on all those details, but uh, we have guests lined up for the next couple weeks, uh, and uh, we have some interesting topics coming up. So, uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Go out and get wet, and we'll see you next week. I'm Darren. And I'm Jim. Good night.